Welcome to Day 17 of the Critics Not Cynics 31 Days of Horror Spectacular. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a British found footage horror film. I don't believe it's streaming for free on any uh, service. I know you can rent it on Amazon or on Vudu. Um, this is one I'm probably going to say I would recommend you buy it, if, especially if you can get it uh, fairly cheap. I know I own it. Um, it's definitely one that I, I will highly recommend, and it's a decent found footage. Um, it's going to have two titles. It's got an American title and the, and the original UK title um, for my UK fan uh, fans and friends. Um, so the American title is called Final Prayer, and the UK title is The Borderlands. And the basic premise about this movie is a team of Vatican investigators descend upon a church in a remote area to demystify the unusual happenings. But what they discover is more disturbing than they had first imagined. All right, guys, so I'm going to go ahead and leave you with the trailer here, and then we'll talk about the movie. Centuries ago, a Catholic church was built in a remote village. Please show yourself again. Strange occurrences began that nobody could explain. Dear God. And what happens if we actually find some evil spirit? Can you tell us where the church is, Randy? set up an investigation to disprove the myths. Built around 1260. Dog, where? But instead, they unearthed a terrifying secret. I've seen that symbol before. Yes, in the pagan times. The evil isn't inside the church. Is that a voice? It's underneath it. Time here. What is present in this place has returned. Have you ever seen anything like this before? guys so i'm really excited to talk about this one and before we really kind of delve into it i'm going to talk kind of my own personal thoughts of religious horror films um so personally i'm not a very religious person um i was lutheran and then i I was going to a catholic school for uh kindergarten through eighth grade and i converted to catholicism and so I was, you know, raised within the Catholic Church and and later in life kind of just fell out of it a little bit. But I'm just not a, a particular religious, particularly religious person. But I find 
movies that kind of deal with religious themes and and with iconography and kind of delving into um, the different belief systems. And, and I actually find like world religion very fascinating. It was one of my favorite classes in college. So I like devour any type of horror film that does have a religious theme to it because I find that very interesting and it's it's always um an aspect of horror that i think when done right uh is really creepy and can make for a very good film when it's done wrong like something like the vatican tapes that one's one that i just it did not win me over i was not into it at all uh one that i did kind of like was uh i think it's the devil inside um, but there were issues with that one, but like movies like the exorcist and, um, Oh gosh, well, that's about the only one that's kind of coming to mind right now. I've know I've seen tons of other ones, but I know a lot of them have been probably lower budget and they're, they're escaping my mind at this point, but this is one that does it very well. And, I only have some minor issues with, with the story, but a theme that you might have picked on uh, this month is uh, with movies that really resonate with me are ones that have really strong characters. And this is another one that I think one of the reasons why I find it that it works really well is its main characters. You have Deacon, who's played by Gordon Kennedy, who's kind of... Um, kind of a disgraced um he he is I, th- I do believe he is a priest uh works with the vatican um but he's kind of he had a a uh a mishap in his past that uh led to the death of some people and so he's kind of more of this jaded uh i he doesn't know if he belongs with the church anymore, if he should leave and go do his own thing. And, uh, he's a very conflicted character and you kind of throughout this movie is him, um, kind of reaffirming his faith and kind of reaffirming his mission as a servant of God. And so, uh, I, I really like his character. I really like, um, kind of this, struggle he has within himself that I think some of us all kind of face within our own lives when we have kind of our own existential crisis, uh, about things within our own lives that might, we might be questioning. And so I, I really appreciate And, and Gordon does a really good job playing Deacon. I, I, hands down, he is my, my favorite character in this whole film. And primarily because the actor does such a good job with the role. And then you have Gray, who's played by Robin Hill, who's kind of the more uh, straight edge, like by the book um, priest who is uh, they call him, the, I think, the relative general, if, if I have that right. Um, and he's the one who kind of is overseeing the whole investigation and uh, is more like you know, things are grounded kind of in reality a little bit. So he, he's definitely a jerk. Uh, and he definitely has a conflict with, with Deacon and you really see them kind of butt heads a little bit. And then, you know, their, their characters really kind of have a huge kind of 
disconnect with how they both view with what's happening at the church. And then you have Mark played by Aiden McArdle, who is kind of our, our, uh, normal guy. Like he, he is us within the film. He is the audience. Uh, he's, uh, a, the tech guy, the camera guy, you know, he's the one who sets up all the equipment and takes care of it all. And he, uh, is not particularly religious, but this is a job. And so he gets roped into it cause it's supposed to, you know, pay well and, and he can use the money. And, you know, at first he doesn't know kind of what to make of Deacon. And then they kind of really strike up this fun friendship, uh, you know, so much or so much so that like Deacon, you know, actively tries to protect him later on in the film. And their interplay is, is really, really well done. Um, and then a couple other uh, characters that you have is um, Father Calvino, uh, played by Patrick Godfrey, who comes later on in the movie. And, and then um, Father uh, Krellick, played by Luke Neal. And so Father Krellick uh, is the one who gets the church involved. Like he is the character that, that sets into motion the events of the film. And he claims a, a, a miracle has happened. And so the Vatican is sending in Deacon Mark uh, and in um, gray, Father Gray into uh, the, the local, this little small village and to investigate it and uh, see if this is truly something that warrants the church's attention. And, um, as they, as they, uh, so they, they kind of stay in a small little cottage, uh, that is in the village. And, um, some times during the night, they kind of get pranked on by like local youth. Cause you know, they're not really accepted within the village. Like they are obviously kind of outsiders and this church is so old and, uh, it's got a, like five people in its congregation. So, I mean, it's, it's hurting for numbers, which leads to like this argument that kind of comes on later in the film that, and, and like Deacon is kind of very much of the same mind of this as, as gray at this point that like father Krellick is, is, uh, orchestrating or, 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 um, causing these things to happen just to kind of boost the numbers up, but make people come back to the church and the help his congregation grow. And, and, it's, and it's a very valid uh, thought. I mean, when you have most of these types of incidences, you do know you've got to take it from a skeptical viewpoint instead of just go automatically jumping to something uh, otherworldly has happened. Now, during the time, they do experience some stuff, and, and there's some very clever camera work and some... Um, really interesting shots. Like there one, there's one shot in particular that I really liked because you, the audience see it, but the character that is holding the camera or wearing the camera is like not looking at the object itself. So, uh, Mark is like out talking on his cell phone and, and I think he's getting ready to like roll, roll a cigarette as well. And you see a, a tombstone and it has his name and his birthday and his date of death. But he doesn't see it because he's too busy doing whatever he's doing, but his camera is catching it. And then as something kind of gets his attention, 
he turns away to look at it and then turns back and he's back looking back at the tombstone and the tombstone just says something completely different. And I, I really like that camera work. I, I think it's really clever. Another thing this movie does that I wish it would, it would do more. And although this, like I normally would probably say this is a good thing for a movie that to have, um, and, and to have you wanting more is normally a good thing. But, when you get to the climax of the film, there's not enough explanation to make you really truly believe what is happening in those final sequences. And I'm not going to go into those final sequences other than uh, a certain issue I might have with it, but because uh, it is completely unexpected. It is not something that you would normally be thinking of. But they do find documents that kind of go back to the founding of the village and the founding of the church. And I really like that they start to explore the backstory, uh, the history of this building. And of course, I I was a history major in college, and I love history, and I kind of like learning about things and the and the backstory of, of events and places and and people. So it's a part that of the film that really intrigues me, and I just really wish that they would have done more with it because. Uh, there's not enough there to fully make me believe with what happens in the climax is what I would expect to happen. It's not too far out of the realm of the possibility within the confines of the film. So I I wish they would have gone a little bit further. I mean, we get some pieces here and there. We get kind of an idea of about this the pagans that lived in the area before the church came. And so we get a little bit of the idea, but just not enough. They tease you with, with some details, but they don't give you the whole thing. And if this were a movie that I know would spawn like six or seven sequels, kind of like the paranormal activity movies, I'd be a little bit more okay with it because I could see them exploring it further in a sequel. And if they were to do the sequel, that's what I would hope that they would do with it. Um, but I don't think that this is a movie that is going to be spawning sequels because I don't think it's intended to spawn sequels. I think it's supposed to be a one shot movie. Um, again, there's not, this is one of those found footage films that doesn't really have shaky cam a whole lot. I mean, there are moments, especially when you get towards the end of the movie that the cameras are kind of moving around, but the fact that they're wearing, the cameras kind of like on their heads or on their bodies. Um, it helps kind of keep it stabilized. So it's not too jarring. And there are just some really good moments and some really unexpected moments. And the atmosphere of this movie is kind of what really, really helps with it too. I wish also we would get some more, uh, interaction with the villagers. You get some, uh, some things here and there, you have a scene in the pub when they're getting kind of kicked out because the, the town does not, the village does not want them there. They don't want them looking into the church. They don't care for them. They're outsiders and they just want them gone. They just don't want them there. And there's also a very particular disturbing scene dealing with a sheep. Uh, fortunately, like you don't fully see it, but you hear it and it's, it is really like disheartening and disturbing. And, um, it, it, it's, it's just one that it, it'll stick with you. Um, so 
I just kind of wish that they would have done a little bit more on the backstory and a little bit more uh, interplay with the villagers and kind of giving us an idea of like why the villagers would be more aware or why they would be more secretive of uh, the church and the goings-ons and the history of of the village. And um, it would make more sense as to why they're kind of more uneasy about the church coming in to investigate a potential miracle. And obviously this doesn't quite weigh or this doesn't quite go in the way of miracles. There's something actually that's far more sinister and that's why they get father Calvino in, uh, because they, they believe that the, the church itself is possessed and that they would have to perform an exorcism on the church. And that's when things really start to ramp up for the movie. And, and it really is what leads into its final act. And, um, I really like uh, the the sense of claustrophobia. Like, I don't like claustrophobia, but the sense of claustrophobia you get because they do go uh, basically underneath the church. There is they do find kind of this passageway, and it goes under the church, and it's very cramped. It's very tight. Uh, it, it's reminiscent of the descent. I remember seeing that movie in the theaters, and when um, just like in the very beginning, kind of when one of the girls is gets kind of stuck and she starts to kind of like hyperventilating and her fr- other friend is kind of like talking her to talking her through it, like, you know, trying to calm her down, get her to relax, relax her arms, relax, you know, her shoulders and, uh, to slide on through. And that was a sense of claustrophobia I felt there. And it was like, you know, I just felt it and it hurt. And I, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be there. I don't want to be there. I want to get out. I want to get out. And that's a lot of kind of the feeling you get in this one, especially in, in about the final moments of the film. So I'm going to definitely recommend this one. This one's a four out of five. Uh, I wish there would have been more backstory, but where this film really shines is the characters and the actors playing those characters. They're all very believable. Their interplay and chemistry is very strong and, uh, there's very creative camera work. Uh, so I have to go recommend it. Uh, it's written and directed by Elliot Goldner. Uh, if he would do a sequel, I would watch it in a heartbeat. But like I said, I feel like this is kind of more of a one-off but I want to know more about what goes on at this church or what's, what is going on at this church. The one other minor issue I kind of had with it is when you get to the end of the movie, you're kind of wondering how is this footage retrievable? You know, this is a found footage movie. You always have to wonder how do the people that find the footage and that are playing it basically for the audience find the footage. Now, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, Mark says that everything is kind of being str- like sent to the cloud, basically. So everything that they record is automatically being uploaded to the cloud. And that's how the footage is retrievable. But I'm not 100% sure on that. And I guess I can suspend my disbelief a little bit for, for that. But uh, yes, go check it out. I own it. I would recommend you buying it. Um but at least renting it, especially if you're a fan of found footage, I don't think you're going to go wrong here. All right, guys, well, we'll see you on day 18.